For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to another BritFlix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright, and today I've got a couple of guests with me. Do you want to introduce yourselves, please? Um, I'm Alex Bentley. I'm a producer for the film company. And I'm Phil Hawkins. I'm a director and reluctant producer for the, for the film company. <laughs> 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 what a great way to describe the role. Um, <laughs> So, um, the reason we got together is we met briefly at a seminar, the UK Trade and Investment uh, Government Department, who helps with UK businesses um, to do business abroad, as it were. And we both entered a competition they ran called, I think just called Talent Goes to Hollywood, or UK Talent Goes to Hollywood. And the winner would get a trip to Hollywood and there'd be meetings set up and I guess there was room to do some of your own work if you could find time and you guys were the winner with your uh, baptism film idea weren't you? Yeah we were and this is where Stuart just wants to uh, just insult us for winning uh, <laughs> <laughs> of being a sore loser as he was uh, when we met weren't you Stuart? Yeah I was the one I was the I was the I was cloned at the back doing the heckling yeah. at, at the seminar <laughs> I, I enjoyed that heckler. Lord knows what was going <laughs> on there, but that was but that was a really good event. And they said, I mean, just before we get into what, what happened with yourselves, I mean, UK Trade Investment. I think that was the first time they'd done this this initiative. Yeah, I think yes. I think it's the first or second. I'm as not a, as a competition, sure. maybe I suppose as a competition. That's... Actually, yes. I think this is a new initiative that they are um, that they put together to help. And it was it was great as someone you know for someone that didn't win it because I mean I entered myself. Um, is that they followed it up with, well, thanks, everybody. We got some great responses as well as the, the people that won, and we felt the need to put an event on. And as, as we were lucky to see, you know, they invited three re reasonably kind of important people in terms of film goes mm. to an event in their offices and asked us to come down and listen to them speak about, you know, how to uh, be looking to develop film and TV in the UK. Mm. Um, so I thought that was quite a nice that was quite a nice thing to do. In, in addition to the, comp the the opportunity of the competition. So, do you want to tell us what it was you actually what it, what what winning actually was? What did you get, as it were? So um, 
so we've entered back in, I think, in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and the winning package was flights um, to LA, uh, a stay in a beautiful hotel in Sofitel in Beverly Hills. Um, set up uh, a bunch of meetings uh, being set up for us to meet with Hollywood studios, production companies, um, exec producers, and then also a table at the Britannia Awards, which are the LA BAFTAs. Um, So we basically could invite anyone we wanted um, and then follow up with meetings the following week, which was exactly what what we've done, which was amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great composition. I mean, I think the thing is, is, um, I mean, it is the first time they've done it. And, and what's interesting is, you know, as, 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 as dirty independent filmmakers, uh, I don't think we necessarily see, uh, you know, government departments like UK Trade Investment as, as people that are necessarily kind of in sync with what we want to do with film. But what we have realized and what they're trying to do with this competition is to say that, look, we're here, you know. I mean, film is a kind of, you know, is an international business. You know, you make an independent film and then you go and sell every single territory kind of individually, um, unless you're lucky enough to sell it to a studio and they do it for you. But, um, um, and the UK Trade Investment have got those contacts and, um, and, you know, this whole competition was set up, uh, to, uh, show that the, here, uh, on, you know, and here to help filmmakers that want to work with, you know, um, in this case, uh, American production companies, because that's what they, that's what they do. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I totally agree with man. you. I mean, that was, that was definitely, from my own point of view, I mean, that was what the, the light bulb that went on my head was, mm. these people are here to help us get stuff working with other people around the world. I've been developing something that's set in Rio, and obviously mm. me trying to get into Rio in any way, shape or form is a bit blind. Mm. And already since that seminar they had, They've connected me with their equivalent contact in Rio, plus they've connected me up with the Rio Film Commission. Now, I could have done that obviously on my own, but it, it was it was um, it, it was all more speedily handled and, and and the connections made because they help facilitate it. And you know, it's not money, yeah. nobody's, but it, yeah. it's helping it's helping it, your business idea grow. Which I guess a film is a, a film production is a business, isn't it? Is the thing? Of course, which yeah. I think exactly. other people and, wouldn't know. And it really is all about the introductions and it's just the power of that introduction. I mean, we, there were certain people that we've met that I have been emailing the same people, the same email addresses Brilliant. Um, that I was just not getting any responses. And rightly so. They don't know me. You know, I may have, in my opinion, the best project for them. But it doesn't mean anything because we are, this is effectively unsolicited material. So coming from a production company that has got some credits, but not the cloud that is required. So having then um, the introduction of the uh, UK Trade and Investment and actually um, some of the judges. So just to, to briefly say, so um, legendary producer Ian Smith was one of the judges, um, Andy Weltman, who is... Um, I believe he's the president of Pinewood in LA. Yeah, I don't want to get his uh, job title incorrectly. Chairman or president of he, Pinewood. He's, he's he's the dude, basically. He's That's the what dude. I should say on his. <laughs> he's the card. man. Yeah, and love he, him dearly. Yeah. 
anyone that you know can wander on and off the Millennium Falcon set and knows JJ, uh, you know, in that terms, uh, it, you know, is should be the dude on their business card to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome, and he he made a bunch of introductions for us as well. So it is having the approval and those people making those introductions was was the winning prize really for us mm. um and that's what what really helped and i think i think it, it echoes a sort of general sense that if people from the outside looking at might understand is that relationships with people are, are the much more important thing and obviously an email is never going to be a way to start to start a relationship is it not meeting yeah. people having a talk with them you know it fine. really yeah i agree and you know, and I think it's, it's, cause also it's where you meet them. It, mm. It's all, you know, it's, it's sometimes just cause we met, for instance, um, one of the people we've met was Thomas Jugaeus, um, who is, um, the, uh, head of production for Fox International. Mm-hmm. And we've met him before in Cannes, actually, at a party. Yeah. And we did have a follow up meeting with, with Fox, um, with the, at the time, there was another person um, looking after production at Fox for International. But it really isn't, and it wasn't up until the meeting that we've had with Thomas in LA that we were, I feel, um, looked at as a serious project that they really need to consider. Mm. You know, so it was the same package going to them, but it, again... It was just, so it's not even just about the meeting. You really need to have the backing of someone and someone else believing that this is someone with connections and someone that can help them as well. Because at the moment, if you're coming out, you know, coming as an outsider, there is nothing you can give them at this stage that will leverage what they can give you. Mm. Because they are the ones giving you the break. And even though you might have the best projects that, you know, will make them a lot of money, they have those, you know, already on their slates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is that, I think it's the leverage that you get with the backing of Andy Weltman from Pinewood or the UK Trade and Investment guys that can actually offer them serious things in exchange for helping us. Not that they necessarily, it, it doesn't necessarily come, I don't know, I just... I, I think that was uh, that's something that I found made all the difference. I so, so really, the, opp- the opportunity is 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 literally the opportunity to connect. What happens next is down to how you guys handle those connections and the appeal of the project you've got. In a way, I mean, it, no. yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, if I as a filmmaker listen to this podcast now, I probably sound really thoroughly depressed because, like, hey, hang on, right, I've got this project that is amazing, uh, or I feel I've got this project that's amazing. But I don't know anybody, so how the heck do I get through the door? It's like the the whole chicken and egg scenario of this entire business. But, I mean, the thing to come away from it is that, you know, Hollywood, L.A., whatever you want to call it, is, is it, like, has a very small town kind of uh, mentality. Like, everybody knows everybody. And, um, you know, and there's a reason, you know, partly is like, filtering, but also partly legally why... You, you know, unsolicited material just gets put in the bin um, uh, or sent back to you, um, uh, partly for lawsuits, but partly because, you know, the, it's kind of like, well, we don't know these people. Who are these people? Like, you know, and, and, um, and you know, the UKTI and, and this sort of competition and, 
and uh, basically years of trying to build contacts at various industry events and can and all that stuff um, it is a foundation for getting the the project there so it's kind of you know you can you can lock yourself away and, and you write this amazing script and put together this amazing package but you also need to put as much attention into connecting with people that are going to help or companies or you know or, or advisors that are going to help open those doors for you um and uh you know so it's kind of being aware of both it's not like neglecting you can't neglect one side for the other mm. So let's look, let's look specifically at what you what it was you submitted then. So it was like a like almost like a short film or like a trailer for a film that's 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 yet to be made or or yet when you watch it it feels like the film has been made. Where where yeah. was where was the idea for ba- and it's called baptism. Yeah. Um so the where- film's the film's called baptism. Uh it's based on a novel by Max Kinnings. It's actually a series of of that will be three novels. There's a second novel out and a third one to come. Mm. Um, and uh, basically, um, they follow the uh, story of a, a character called Ed Mallory, who he's who is a blind host news negotiator, um, which is kind of the, the sort of USP of of, of our project. Yeah. Um, and um, so we optioned the. Uh, novel uh, a number of years ago um, knowing that as a company it was not going to be the, the first film that we make because it's an action film it needs a, a decent budget in order to make it mm. um, but we knew that we were kind of aiming to make that project eventually so um, uh, so what we decided to do is kind of uh, which the industry kind of respects or, or the feedback we've got has been great is that we kind of put our money where our mouth is a little bit and we made a, a super glossy uh kind of uh you know n- not holding back spec trailer uh mm. in order to uh show um the kind of style of the film the the, the feeling of the film um in, in a trailer kind of fashion and also just to make something showy that people can click play and, and, and know in a couple of minutes what the, the filmers are trying to make instead of them having to sit and read a screenplay. Mm. Um, so it's, it, it's a glossy business card <laughs> for, um, for our project, uh, really. And, um, and it, it's, it's probably one of the best things we've ever decided to make, really, Alex, isn't it? Yeah, As a company, I mean, it, 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 it definitely grabs people's attention. Uh, if people want to watch it, um, they can go to baptismmovie.com or it's on YouTube and Vimeo and all that stuff. Um, so you can see, and, and, you know, we're talking, there's, there's tube trains, there's explosions, there's stunts, there's guns, there's underwater filming, there's helicopter shots. Like, we're, we know, it, it's definitely, we've definitely gone all out on this trailer, um, because, there's a lot of content out there and, and every man and his dog who's got an iPhone thinks they can go and make a film. Mm. Um, and you need to be able to really raise yourself above the noise. Um, and it's not a new thing, you know, people have done this, you know, uh, successfully in the past for various different things and different projects. Um, and there's a bunch of kind of examples out there. Um, but we thought it was the best way to, show that we can make a glossy film, a studio kind of centric film, um, and also a film that, because the novel is set on the London Underground, that isn't kind of as, as claustrophobic and as, as kind of small scale as you think it is, that it still can have some 
some cinema to it. Um, so, so yeah, that was that was what we submitted. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, one one example springs to mind is I, I remember reading about um, the guys that made the first Saw movie, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know they made a ten minute proof of concept mm-hmm. that led to them getting the funding to make the first film. I mean, it was yeah. And Mamo is a short film that some people made, and Guillermo del Toro saw it, and and uh, you know exec produced their movie, and you know made it, and it was sort of Jessica Chastain, I think it was, and mm. you know, and, and so, um, and you know, and there's and there's there's kind of other people. Uh, I think Gareth Edwards did something before um, Monsters, and before obviously Godzilla. So you know, it, it's it's it's. Um, it's a it's a proven track. You just need to be able to make that thing. I guess yes. I mean, it's a visual it's a visual medium, isn't it? So I yeah. guess if you could be feeding people your idea in a visual form and yes. moving pictures being being the absolute medium, um, you're going to be selling your idea a lot harder, aren't you? Than mm. having to get them to imagine it. Yeah, exactly. um, and I think you know what. I mean, Alex and I had a, a, a chat about it, you know, years ago when we when we decided to make it. Was uh, we knew that it, no one was going to hand us, you know, ten, fifteen million dollars straight away just because we made this trailer. We had to go off and make other things that were lower budget and and prove our our kind of track record uh, as a company um, that you know we could make films that sell uh, in order to you know uh, build to this project. Basically, so there was a kind of a lot of, um, you know, uh, there's a there's a lot of building of the track record uh, before anyone would, um, you know, pick up the phone to us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, anyone needs to look at your um, your IMDb credits to see there's a number of short films and obviously feature films in there, which was like I, we had an email exchange after we met um, where I, sh- <laughs> I shared a review I did of uh, the last <laughs> show. Is. I was kind of I was I was kind of half dreading it because I, I write that many reviews when it's fright fest. <laughs> yeah. I was I was I was kind of fingers crossed that I was positive and thankfully it wasn't. I went look, I reviewed your film, or else <laughs> I wouldn't have mentioned it. Um, oh, I knew Stuart. I had your I had your headshot on a. On a <laughs> That I uh, follow he was around. The guy that we're talking about, wasn't he? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's alright. I don't. You know, basically, there was a red dot on your back, and then I radioed to an assassin on a rooftop and said, "No, this guy's fine." <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy only gave it three stars. That's fine. Let's start with the one star guys. <laughs> it's why. It's why I never score him. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I, you know, it, that reviews are, I mean, this is a whole other podcast. Reviews are a very funny thing. And, um, and, uh, you know, it's all filmmaking is objective, isn't it? People, you know, it's subjective, subjective, sorry. Yeah. Wrong word. <laughs> a Freudian slip. No, uh, subjective because, um, you know, uh, we've had like last, we made a film called The Last Home, which starred Robert England, who everyone knows as Freddy Krueger. Um, and we put him as a sort of quiet, uh, mannered projectionist in a psychological thriller. Mm. And I think some people absolutely really loved seeing him in a role like that. And other people thought, well, hang on, where's the, the blood and the comedy and the slasher and the Elm Street stuff? You know, uh, and then they, they reviewed it and saved it because of it. So, you know. Yeah, no, I've seen that before. I, I, I've interviewed Dominic Brunt, the guy, you know, plays Paddy in Emmerdale. Yeah. And you read some of the reviews of his films. And now, if he wasn't in Emmerdale, there's no way on earth a critic would say it has a soap opera quite like quality. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. just, they're just feeding their own ego, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
Well, thankfully, yeah, because I mean, I think I, I think I said that it was. You know, I likened it to one hour photo, which obviously yeah. had an equally obtuse casting of Robin Williams as a, in in a similar type role. And it's um, great that you mentioned it because that was exactly Phil's inspiration. I remember having Phil making me well. Uh, Making you. Making you. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded this. Yeah, I don't, yeah that's, that's a, it's a funny little comedy with Robin Williams. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't, I don't really watch horror. <laughs> Funnily enough, um, but yeah, I absolutely loved One Hour Photo. So it was a very heavy inspiration um, throughout the film, which is which is great that it came out in not just your review. It was that a few people picked. The, the real film buffs picked it up, which yeah, is great. Basically, I ripped it off. I mean, essentially, that's uh, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the worst homage, yeah. the worst homage, Phil, just to yeah, give you the, no. to give oh, me the right semantics. Well, yeah, that's basic. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So I was going to say. So, so therefore, you, you the track record was there, and I guess you guys worked together on those things. Um, so when you're making this film, which like even though it's a short film, you're right. There's for baptism, there's a hell of a lot of production bios in there, which which won't come easy. Uh, I'm thinking the tube stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. So, what were, what were the when when you kind of storyboarded this idea up from a production point of view? Where, where what were the uh, what was insurmountable, as it were, in your mind, and how did you overcome it to get the get the um, the spec short done? Alex, you wanna? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I'm happy to answer that. Um, I think. The, the start, the idea was to basically not have to apologize for it. And, and we had a meeting where we very clearly stated to each other that if we're going to do this, we need to do it right. And we need to be able to say, okay, uh, we, we're proud of this thing and we're happy to send it to studios. Because if you're sending it to studios and that level of people, you really can't show them anything but excellent, you know, piece of work, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So... And the first thing was finding the tube train. Um, and funny enough, London Underground didn't really want to give us uh, access to anything. <laughs> that's kind of what my, that's the leading edge of my question, really. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. Unless you're, you know, unless you're Skyfall and then you can do whatever the hell you want with the tube train. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so no, we en- for yeah, so we ended up going to Walthamstow um, to a old and lovely transport museum who I don't know many people know even exists. Um, I don't, but I live near Walthamstow. Where is it? There you go, exactly. I live in Leighton, I'm just down the road. Okay. Right. It's, there's, there's a yard full of an, an all-sorted array of different, uh, and yeah, some really cool like old buses and route masters and all this stuff. And then in the middle of it all, there's a, there's a tube carriage, um, and uh, which must have been donated to them, uh, you know, as part of the museum. And uh, yeah, and we basically, that's, we, we found that and shot it there. Because I, I went to the um, the museum that's out of town in West London. Yeah, I shot. I was I was an extra on a on an advert they shot there, and we were we using this, the tube sets there. Mm-hmm. I figured that's what you'd done. So you and Walthamstow, go on, please tell me more. Yeah, no. Um, luckily, it was the front of the tube. Yeah. So we, you know, we had the operating room as well within that. Um, yeah, and we, we shot it. We were there for two days, but what we've actually done is put a marquee over it mm. to make the tunnel, uh, so to make it look like it's in a tunnel. Um, and then we shot it in and out of London um, for the rest of the 
scenes. We actually used the swimming pool somewhere just outside of London to, okay. to do the underwater stuff. Right. Um, and yeah, a few universities and, and just anything that we could really blag. And, um, you know, it was still a very, very low budget. Mm. Um, but we, I feel like we definitely achieved the production value and everything you see there is actually shot by us. So I, I'm, I'm very proud of that. And I know Phil is as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, uh, there was a gorilla style sort of mentality, but you know, as gorilla as you can get shooting in London, you still need to, you know, get the appropriate permissions in places and stuff. And, and, and obviously there are, there is, there is, there's gunfire, there's actual explosions in it. There's various kind of, visual of uh special effects uh, there are visual effects as well but there are special effects kind of stunts you know there's a whole scene where we explode a you know a plane of glass into somebody's face um you know and obviously that was done uh supervised using uh you know professionals uh, whatever the disclaimer is you see on the end of those shows um but yeah and obviously we had you know we made sure that we had a experienced crew that knew uh, how to do these things um, because, you know, we were doing a few things that could have been dangerous had we not had the experience and the, you know, appropriate insurances and all that stuff in place in order to do it. Um, was, you uh, doing, was you doing some of that stuff for the first time, Phil, as a director? Uh, I'd done bits of um, sort of special effects uh, work before. I'd done so. I've never done. Uh, I've never filmed a fireball, uh, you know, flying down a tunnel towards a camera before. That was a that was a <laughs> new one. Um, and but I've done bits of of guns, uh, gunfire, and bits of you know sort of smaller kind of pyros and then commercials. Uh, I direct commercials that yeah. I've done bits with kind of fire and and, and that sort of things on that. Yeah. So. But this was, you know, it's definitely a, um, uh, I mean, I, I love anything that as a director is, is kind of out of my comfort zone. You know, right. uh, I don't, I never like to dial anything in. I always like to challenge and further and push up, push myself. And, and this trailer was definitely one that did that. I mean, we, we had hardly any money, but we wanted to make it look like a glossy action movie. Um, and, uh, you know, and that was a, that was a real, real challenge, um, and, uh, you know, Alex and I just had to get our heads together and, and pull together as many contacts as we could find. Uh, and you know what? And the crew, um, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we pay all our crews, you know, nobody does anything, you know, for free on staff. I mean, we mm. don't like to do that. Um, you know, so we make sure that all the crews pay and all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, they had a bloody amazing time. They, they loved it. I mean, they, you know, a bunch of the guys, uh, some guys have done some drama and, and things and, and, and a lot of guys done commercials and, and things like that. But this is a, you know, having three days of shooting an action movie, like, you know, some of the crew were saying, this is the best fun I've had on set, you know, ever. This is why we got into movies. And, um, you know, we, we had a, we, you know, we had a amazing time, uh, shooting it. I mean, obviously bloody hard work and long hours, but, um, yeah. but, you know, who doesn't like, shooting gunfights i mean <laughs> you know, it's good it was, yeah it was an amazing experience it sounds it sounds it so so fast forward then to to you your trip to um your trip to hollywood on the back of this um what what were the main what were the main aspects of of what happened when you're out there and what what you feel was like the the sort of i guess main thing you maybe you, you learned from the experience I think, well, the meetings 
definitely. And I think actually the whole experience was was incredible. Hmm. Looking back at it now, sitting in a in rainy London, <laughs> um, but I think. The, the first week was was there were some meetings. Sorry, sorry, Alex. I should ask: had the pair of you been to Hollywood before, or was this your first? Yes. Trip? Yeah, I. Yeah, yes. we've been. It had been before. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I went in uh, sort of February of that year as well of this year, I should say, depending on when you listen to it. Um, um, and uh, yeah, so it wasn't a it wasn't a new um, sort of town for us to kind of explore. And I, I would say that anyone that is thinking about making uh, you know, movies with a, a commercial uh, sensibility in terms of, you know, films that would play to the American market, which is exactly what, you know, uh, baptism uh, is, is that, you know, I would encourage people to go and, and uh, try and go out there and, and, and experience kind of what it's like. Um, uh, because, you know, it is where, it is the heart. I'm not saying go out and, and become a waiter and, and do the whole stereotypical story that you can do, but you know, there's lots of events going on, especially with this festival, like LA Film Fest and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, uh, or even if it's slightly further out, you know, if you go to, you know, Sundance or, you know, uh, an American festival like that, it's like that's where the industry goes to. You can start building those contacts and that, you know, we were talking about earlier in order to eventually, when you've got that project, uh, you've, you've kind of been to the town, you know, you know, you know the lay of the land and you know, hopefully you've made a few friends out there as well. So it's all. No, no, it's, I mean, I've, I've only been, I went for a week a couple of years ago just, yeah. just for that, just to see what it was like, meet some people. Yeah. With no pressure at all, but it yeah. was just the case of, it really was that lie of the land. And I think, I think London, if you, if anyone's based in London can prepare you for New York because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. feel pretty similar. Yeah. But yes. I don't think anything, anywhere I've been in the world, I've been to Rio, you know, could prepare me for what L.A. is like. No. It's, it's a it's, very strange town. It's strange. I think people love it or hate it. I, yeah. we, we both absolutely love it. And, you know, it's that feeling of, suddenly you have that feeling of belonging because everyone speaks your language, mm. the film language, and everyone, you know, it's, the, the city lives and breathes film. And that's, I love that. It can get overwhelming and I think there is there is definitely a lot of bullshit and you can't take everything that people say to you at you know uh, <laughs> as gospel but mm. at the same time there is just the opportunities there are just so much bigger than anything we've ever encountered in the UK mm. that you'd be silly not to try because you know it's 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 definitely the town where majority of films get made mm. so it's um or financed at least um so yeah so just going back so the first week we we've had a bunch of meetings yeah. uh with sort of hollywood execs um and some studios and then the second week and then the, that week ended with the britannia awards and we hosted a table we had the head of production uh for internet well the vp of Universal Studios uh, for International. We had a legendary producer, Kevin McCormick, who did Gangster Squad, and he ran Warner Brothers for many, many years. He now runs a company called Langley Pictures. Um, and his partner, Scott Berg, who is a Pulitzer Award-winning writer, absolutely incredible guy. And we had John Silk, who is the EVP of Development for Studio 8, so the wow. Jeff, Jeff Robinoff company. Um 
so yeah so and the UKTI guys um so that was an event that, that you know that was a dream come true being uh, at that event and and people wanted uh, at that event were Meryl Streep um who else got James Corden got an award uh on Harrison that, Ford yeah. Harrison Ford yeah there was just so many incredible people and Kevin funnily enough who was on our table is very good friends with Sam Mendes. They've done work together in the past, and Sam Mendes was there. So, you know, just being in the presence of those Hollywood legends um, for for the evening and, and just having that experience, um, to me, was just absolutely incredible. And, and that was a dream come true. And you just feel like you are dreaming a little bit. I was going to say, I mean, you, said, you said just being in, being in Los Angeles is like, He's like hearing people talk your language. Christ, you must have felt like you're at the beating heart of it there. Oh my that god! Table. Yeah, seriously, it's it, yeah. I can't even describe it. It was it was amazing. So so begs the question then: what what next then for baptism? Now you've gone through all this. Is there any is there any sort of is there any obvious things in motion? Is is or is it? A, are you waiting now to find out what happens? Are you still developing the screenplay with Max even? No, so, I mean, obviously, people have seen the trailer, and that's what kind of opened doors and, and, and into the project, and, and uh, you know, and the, the trailer was very well received. Um, and uh, so that led on to people wanting to read the script. So at the moment, we're, um, you know, waiting for a few people to get back to us um, uh, after they've read the script. Um, and, you know, we've had a few people that have passed um, as well, as, as it is, uh, mm-hmm. but we only need one yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, but also we're now talking to a um, very heavyweight exec producer um, who wants to come on board and co-produce the project uh, with us, which is obviously a fantastic coup uh, for us as 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 filmmakers that have experience working with you know decent sized budget. Um, uh, but actually, uh, you know, when it gets to the kind of the budget level of baptism stuff, you know, it's really good to have, uh, you know, what the industry would term kind of the safe pair of hands, you know, the guy that's done this many times before. Um, so that's great. So, so we're talking to, um, that individual, uh, which is very exciting for us. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and also, you know, for, for every, you know, for the few kind of, you know, passes that you've had, it's great to have met those guys and those guys have met us and seen, you know, the trailer and the quality of stuff that we're making. Cause now that's a door that's open to us that we can hopefully go back to with maybe a more suitable project or a project in a more suitable budget range or, you know, just keep an idea of, you know, keep an eye, handle on, you know, what they, what they want to do in the future. Funny enough, some of the companies that passed, um, it's just too small for them, even though that, you know, it's 15 million. That was unfortunately the, the main reason, because they, they just looking at things that are 30 million plus, which is amazing. And, you know, they very much liked meeting us and everyone came back saying, please, you know, submit to us in the future. So now, um, now, as Phil said, that's that's an amazing uh, opportunity. Bigger, bigger explosions then, and more planes, exactly. maybe. Yeah, I, I, I said, hey, I'll double it. You know, <laughs> we've, all got, we've, all got, we've all got houses and jets to buy. You know, it's fun. <laughs> it is. To be honest with you, though, that is that is one of the weird conundrums of film that, that again, from the outside looking in, wouldn't seem obvious that 
that being able to afford to do something isn't the same as having investors who want to take a punt on it. It's, mm. you know, they, they, people have their levels, don't they? It's like, you know, there is the, the sort of, there's under a million, there's the five, there's the 10, there's the 15. And if you're in, if you're in the different group from where someone operates, then they don't want to touch you because of the investors they have, which is how you generate finance. I mean, it's the same if you were doing it, I guess, trying to get money for a, you know, an app development company or whatever, you know? No, I was just, I, I was actually having this conversation last night with somebody, um, and uh, it's funny, it's, it's the only industry where uh, sometimes um, the kind of, in terms of risk to reward ratio, is that people, studios, would rather spend, you know, hundreds of millions uh, on something uh, than spend 20 million on something because the 20 million one is, is, is a higher risk than spending, you know, uh, way more money in terms of of the way their business models work and the way that, films are distributed, which is why the kind of the middle, which is probably kind of where baptism is, which is why I have a slightly harder time, uh, you know, getting financed, is that the kind of middle of filmmaking has, has, has dropped out. You know, you get kind of, you know, low budget uh, indies that break out and you get the super duper ridiculous Marvel, you know, Jurassic mm. World budget types of stuff. And gone are kind of those middle range um, thrillers, you know, that like the 90s is full of. Because, um, you know, um, and Alex has the studio background, so she can tell me whether I'm talking rubbish right now. Um, but I think a studio would rather put all their eggs in a basket that they know that will get a return because of the amount of marketing they will spend on it rather than something that is, you know, a bit of a punt on a lower budget that they might not see anything back from. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it's, it was interesting this year to see a film, say, like Sicario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, find the big screens in Britain. You know, yeah. it's not. It's a, it's an unusual film now. That level of movie isn't isn't. Of, I mean, it had star. It had stars in it, but yeah, it wasn't a particularly mainstream story. So it wasn't. It wasn't going to be at four thousand cinemas across the USA. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever it might be. Um, well, look, this has been really really great. Uh, you telling us about your experience with the UK trade investment. Do you want to? Do you want to? Is there anything you want to plug about your other other stuff? Uh, I'm guessing last showing is available on. Last showing is available. Yeah, we, we're developing a bunch of different projects that you know. I'm sure um, we. Yeah, I don't know. There is there is nothing at the moment apart from baptism that we necessarily are focusing on okay. as heavily, um, because that's 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 the one that needs to go next. Okay. Um, but in separately, we we do have a, a bunch of things on on the slate. But yeah. Last showing is available on Netflix, uh, and Four Warriors is is on DVD uh, in the UK, uh, which is our other project. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll put a link in the in the show notes to your website, mm-hmm. um, so people can see the uh, the clip. Anyone's got any obviously extra questions from this and stuff? Yeah, we're both on Twitter, and you know, and quite active, saying hello to people on that. So if you want to do that, then you can. Yeah. I'm sure Stuart can share the the links. Uh, I certainly to, will. To Twitter's. I'll, I'll share your Twitter address for, for sure. But look as well. Obviously, if you get if you get the full, you know the 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 the, the go ahead with this movie and stuff, then we'd love to have you back on the podcast to talk about making baptism. Awesome. Yeah. No. Of course, you can sit on yeah. our um, you know branded private jet uh, and do it from <laughs> from the air. <laughs> well, if I hold you to that, then, then we'll all have a, we'll, we'll all guarantee a fun time, aren't we? 
That's for sure. <laughs> All right, well, look, best of luck with baptism, and thank you very much, because I should tell the listeners this. This is a Sunday morning, so I'm very grateful, people, for you coming together on a Sunday morning to record this. Yeah. No, more than welcome. Thank Always you. a pleasure. Thanks. If you don't already subscribe to BritFlix, just sign up for free at iTunes, and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at BritFlix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.